to the Sharp Side Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Prada, and with me is only Austin Tark, but we do got James' uh, notes here, too. Um, Austin, it's Feast Week. Happy Thanksgiving. How are we doing? Fantastic. Yeah. Um, how about we start this podcast on a light note? What is your favorite Thanksgiving dish? So, I th- did we talk about this last week? I don't think I so. I think no. we did. Uh, like before the pod last week, but yeah this might be cheating but i think gravy is the most important part just because you put it on everything yeah. if we're talking like the meal it's got to be mashed potatoes which does go well with gravy but i i love me some gravy all over the plate on thanksgiving i'm very much looking forward to that what about you that is just such a it's a, like a hot take answer but it's it's spot on because no one would ever say that answer but you're right i mean because i'll probably say stuffing um, but you can put gravy on stuffing, put on I your put turkey, gravy on stuffing. you put on your mashed potatoes. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, oh, gravy gravy goes with my green bean casserole. Yeah, it, you can put it on literally anything. <laughs> um, this is quite possible. No, this is this is my favorite sports week of the year, even more so than March Madness. Just basketball is on all day. We got NFL football Thursday and then college football rivalry week this week. I love it. Um, and I think that um, I think with it's I'm, as someone who is luckily still invested in a survivor to this point, I am having an impossible time trying to uh, figure uh, what team to pick. I'm, right now, I'm leading the Cowboys, but injuries are troubling for me. But um, what do you what do you take? Uh, what's your take? I feel like this is the first week without a bunch of. Um, or at least like more than like two or three, like very, very high spread games where like we got the Bills only in 14 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, usually it's pretty easy to just, who are the Jets playing? Who are the Texans playing? Fade them. And sure enough, they're playing each other. Uh, so that makes it pretty difficult. Um, same time, Jags are playing the Falcons. So you're right. These tough teams, it's tough to pick on them. Um, I mean, I'm in a position where I don't have the Cowboys. So I'm a little lost. Uh, I'm thinking of taking... The Patriots is one of them, um, but I might even end up with a bold choice, um, such as my best bet this week, which I think we'll get to in a second. Um, but you're more uh, if you do. I, it <laughs> it's time. It's time. This is a week where if you get through this week, you're in the home stretch of Survivor. Uh, but this week could be an absolute bloodbath and could decide who the winner is. Very true. Um, well, let's get right to it. Uh, so James is not. Uh, he's not with us. He's still he's still alive. Rest he's in peace. Not going to with us, but um, he is. Did he? Oh, he took a best bet loss. See, dude, what what were we worried about? We're so beaten. Do you know his record? Is he eight and two? Eight, eight two, two and one. Okay, that's actually insane. But yeah. there's what seven weeks left. What I you? believe I am five and six. We're on, we're on a roll. We are on a roll. And then Austin, you are four and seven. Four and two in a row. Two in a row, baby. Come <laughs> on. We are rolling right now, and uh, quite the shame that James has decided uh, not not to step up his game with that. But, you know, it's just how it goes sometimes, I guess. But um, very easy to pick on him when he's not here. But um, he isn't first, so we can let's just start with his uh, best bet to start. Um, and he's got the Bills lane six um, at uh, New Orleans. This is a Thanksgiving game, and. Um, he also has a bet on the over at 46. I'll read his notes to start, and then uh, I'll kick it to you, Austin. James says, he's not a fan of lane six, such a hostile environment like New Orleans, but injuries to the Saints warrant this line. 
Um, it sounds like Kamara, Mark Ingram, uh, Teron Armstead are all out. They did not practice Tuesday. Alvin Kamara is officially out at this time. I think that Armstead might actually play, but we, we shall see. Um, in addition, uh, Ryan, Ryan Ramchick is, uh, is out. Adam Troutman is out for a few weeks. And what he's not saying is they also lost another um, a rookie lineman who had been doing a pretty solid job, Landon Young. Um, he says, with seeming understanding, the Saints have actually had decent offensive outputs, but this is because they've been trailing every game and throwing against prevent D. And now that they're missing running backs and linemen, and they are already deprived of weapons on the outside, I think they will find themselves in too big of a hole. Buffalo is a great front runner. They get the early lead early. All of their wins are by double digits. And then finally, last week, the Saints D was absolutely eviscerated by Hertz's legs. Um, and according to Dable, it sounds like they're going to use Allen's legs more this week. James is also advising a Josh Allen rushing props or um, an anytime touchdown. And then finally, um, he says that while Saints D is their strong suit, they have been leaking oil the last couple of games, allowing 23 or more points for everyone. He says the Bills will bounce back and trounce the Saints, get ahead early, and there will be an onslaught of onslaught of points to come late to push this game over. I and he his notes really talked me into that. I'll say that. Uh, Austin, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm on it as well. I mean, I'm not on Bills minus six, but I think I might be talked into it by the end of the week. Um, he mentioned like six offensive players there who will not be going, and we've already seen that this offense has struggled quite a bit in the last couple of weeks. Um, so just losing more offensive linemen, losing Troutman, obviously not having maybe both running backs is going to be a big problem. Um, so my, that's why my like in this game uh, is Saints team total under. Um, I just don't think they're going to be able to get their offense going. I think Buffalo's defense is a lot better than um, what it did last week. And especially Jonathan Taylor was able to run all over him um, last week. I don't see the Saints running back who, which by the way, you would know who is the Saints running back now. Uh, so I think it's Tony Jones Jr. He's, he's okay. not bad. Um, well, I don't see him. I don't see him duplicating Taylor. I don't see him duplicating Taylor's performance. Um, Man, keep keep sleeping. <laughs> not to mention the Bills. Uh, you didn't mention it. He said it in his notes, but they're getting Trey Edmonds back, but also Star Latule. Um, so their Bills defense should be getting better. Um, why not lay Bills minus six? Mainly because, like, I still am a believer in the Saints defense. Yeah, they're leaking a little oil in the last couple of games, but this is going to be a, a hostile environment, especially it's supposed to be Drew Brees' night, um, which I don't really know what that means, but they might be uh, retiring his number or jersey um, in the in the stadium. So it's going to be a crazy environment on Thanksgiving. So I I don't know if I'm going to get there on Bills minus six, but I, I certainly am on the team total under, and I certainly get the handicap for the Bills here. Yeah, um, I, I I agree. Um, as a partially biased Saints fan, I like obviously I'm going to be looking for a win, but I could also see a about it just as James is alluding to, like a 30 point Bills blowout. I think um, he doesn't really say it, but what I think it would be a great look is like a live Bills um, team total over, where you do see him get up to a 10-0, 14-0 lead, and I think that they won't have much trouble kind of getting getting um, past, you know, 31-ish, if just if that's, like, the area that you can get. So, um, also, I do – Simeon has been very careless with the ball the last two weeks, and so I think that if they are behind, we might see what we saw last week where um, he is forced to start gunslinging a little bit, and then we can get those pick sixes that would help that bet too. So, I like to pick. 
um, Bills minus six and over 46. Uh, my best bet. You know what? We we not only I think I made up for two weeks ago when I took the Browns. Awesome. Because mm-hmm. I I did I take like two and a half points with the Browns. And then lost by like 40. They lost by 40. <laughs> and then last week we took the Indianapolis Colts plus seven and a half, and they win by 40. And so what are we doing this week, Austin? Uh you're we're taking fa- Bucks Lane three fa- at the Indianapolis. <laughs> Um, basically I, this is a full sell on Colts at their high point. I, and I do agree that, and I, I alluded to this last week, they're built like Tennessee to where, you know, if the run game is clicking and they are just able to impose your will on, um, like a defense like they did last week, then they're going to be able to, to put together very long drives and just kind of kill you. Um, but I just, they're not going to be able to run the ball like they did against um, the Bills like um, they will uh, this week. So I think that the Bucks' run defense is going to cause huge issues. And then when the Colts aren't able to run the ball consistently, then Carson Wentz has to pass. And I'm going to give Carson Wentz credit. I think he's been very, very good this year, but he is prone to make aggressive plays. And, on, and honestly, I think the way to beat the the Bucks and to score on the Bucks is to kind of put drives together because I do think that's where their secondary is weakest. But if you're going to allow the Bucks to make plays, especially in the secondary, then I think that's just going to completely eliminate whatever advantage that you have um, on offense. I'm still not a huge, gigantic believer in the Colts secondary. I think everywhere else they're outstanding. And with Tom Brady, I think he's going to be able to pick them apart. So give me the Bucks minus three. I think they win by 10-ish, 10-ish or so points. Austin, what, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I'm with you. Bucks are also one of my likes. You said a lot of things that I was going to say. The one thing you didn't mention, yes, I'm fully on board with you. The Bucks are going to be able to stop this Colts rush attack. Um, I won't say stop, but they'll limit it. Jonathan Taylor will not be able to do what it did last week. But the Bucks are getting Vita Vea back. Uh, Bruce Arians said he, yeah, um, yeah. Bro, that was ridiculous. Vita Vea is most likely to return this week, which is a very significant piece to this Bucks defensive line. Huge. Um, not to mention Udomkin Sue has been playing stellar. He played really good on Monday night. Um, so I, I really think this de- defensive line is just playing really well for Tampa Bay. Um, and yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think the Bucks are going to be able to score. Uh, I just, I'm still not a huge buyer into this Colts secondary. Um, they just, I don't think they've really been tested enough in recent weeks. I'll say they Agreed. had a great performance last week, but like Josh Allen, we saw him struggle. He struggles in the wind. So that's the excuse I'll give for his bad performance there. Um, and it's like, it, it might not be the best spot in the world considering it's a short week for the bucks. Um, they had, but at the same time, like they rested players in that game. Like they didn't, most of the guys didn't even play in the fourth. Most meanwhile, the Colts are kind of coming off the super bowl win. That was a huge win they had last week against Buffalo. Um, so I, I I'm totally on your side. I like the bucks. Uh, I think it's just a total sell high point on this Colts team. Quick notes from James. Um, he also likes the bucks minus three. Some, some more agreement there. Um, this is making for a very entertaining podcast, I bet. Um, Colts, he says, the Colts are dependent on the run set the rest of their game. Bucks have the best run D in the NFL. If the Colts don't beat the Bills by tree 50, what's this line? Four and a half. Line feels cheap, and I don't have a problem laying three here. Um, so, yeah, Bucks minus three. Oh, it's a total there. Sorry. Oh, my bad. Um, 52 and a half. All right. Uh, no real thoughts there. I yeah. I would agree. Bucks kind of play in a high-scoring game, so it's whatever. Austin, we're going to Thanksgiving again. 
let's get fun. That's one way to call it. Um, <laughs> you know what, guys? It's going to be in the morning if you're on the West Coast like us, playing your turkey bowl instead of watching this game. Austin, you are taking the Lions giving three points. Where's the three and a half right now? Three. Three points. I would love three and a half, but I don't think that's gone. <laughs> and it is gone. At home, <clears throat> I guess yep. the Chicago Bears. Um, mm-hmm. Can you – Help me. You, you got to help me out a little bit here. What's, I gotcha. what's the thought process here? I got gotcha. you. Well, first of all, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, I've won two games in a row, so it's just getting a little easy for me. So uh, okay. I, figured, I figured let's take the team that hasn't won yet this year just to make it a little more difficult. Uh, but no, for real, the, the handicap here is – so for starters on the Bears side, Fields is out, Dalton is in, which I think is significant to this game. But before we get to the on-field on handicap, Let's talk about the locker room issues. And I think there's real locker room issues with this Bears team. Nagy appears to be on the very hot seat as the rumor is, I mean, it's just what the Twitter rumors are saying is that he's lost his locker room and he may be fired after the game. Um, So not to mention, it's kind of a dream crusher week for the Bears here. So last week they scored on a 50-yard touchdown with two minutes left in the game. Um, They certainly could have gotten down just stopped down on the five yard line kicked the field goal and won it but instead they scored um it was a huge play big momentum play i understand you got to go for that touchdown but they end up giving a game-winning drive to huntley brent huntley right brett, brett tyler tyler huntley tyler huntley James uh, in his, in his <laughs> so huntley huntley ends up leading the game-winning drive bears fall to three and seven which is essentially a dream crusher spot because it eliminates them from the playoffs if you're Four and six, you might have a better chance, especially in that NFC. Um, so I'm looking at this Bears team, and they are they feel eliminated from the playoffs. They already don't have their coach. Are they really going to rally behind Andy Dalton? Um, I mean, they are. They want this coaching staff fired, so I don't really see an all-in effort from them. And from the Detroit side, I think they have advantages on offense. Swift looked really good last week, and he's been looking good for the last couple of weeks. And Bears are still without Khalil Mack and Akeem, Akeem Hicks. And they're missing other defensive pieces. Um, Eddie Jackson is questionable to play. Um, but they lean on Swift quite a bit, and I think he should set up their offense. And then from their quarterback side, we saw him with Tim Boyle last week, almost beat the Browns. And Tim Boyle really sucks. And the fact that Jared Goff is going to be back this week, if he's injured or not, he absolutely has to be an upgrade. This is a circled game for the Lions, where they just saw the Bears last week lose to Tyler Huntley. And now they get into this opportunity where it's Thanksgiving. They got Goff back. They got a Bears team that's in chaos. This is one of their last most winnable games left on their schedule. I just think that this Lions team is playing too hard against a Bears team that's pretty much lost to the locker room and doesn't even have their starting quarterback playing. I just think getting a field goal here is tremendous value, and I think they're going to get their first win. James uh, agrees with you. He leans the Lions. Um, he says if you can find a three-and-a-half, he likes the Lions. Um the hook is very should be very valuable in a low-scoring game. Um, now that Dalton's, he said he bet three and a half. Good for him. Now that Dalton's starting, he likes a little less. He likes the effort he's been seeing from the Lions with no Khalil Mack or Akeem Hicks. They should be able to continue to run the ball on all downs. And then, <laughs> this is the Bears lost to former Padres catcher Nick Hundley last week. One of the Lions' last chances to get that illustrious win they're chasing with a difficult schedule. coming. <sighs> okay. Am I wrong? Okay, I'm not going to say you're wrong because I think you make a bunch of good points, but I'm going to make the case for the Bears, and um, I I want no action on it. I want no part of the Bears. I want no part of the Lions. 
and just get get me in get me in the turkey bowl and I'll watch the final quarter of this game just to see a 10-7 game wrap up. Um so we are two weeks out from the Lions tie where and you, I think you brought this up last week where you said that Mason Rudolph couldn't beat the Lions despite going a full game without being pressured. And that was against the Steelers who do not really have a great, but they're not bad on the run, they're a line, but they're pretty bad in pass protection. And I don't think that the Lions are going to be able to make Andy Dalton stay hard enough against what's once again, isn't a great Chicago Bears O-line. It's so I feel like that's kind of comparable, comparable there. The Lions on offense doesn't really scare me. I mean, it's Jared Goff at the end of the day. Um, and I have I have at least seen the Bears make plays on defense. Um, and then, so what's keeping me off this game is all the naggy stuff because I, I'm not sure that there's that huge of a drop-off from Justin Fields to Andy Dalton. So, like, I don't think it's – I think it's a pretty lateral move there. And Andy Dalton looked pretty pretty good last week. I mean, like, a completion percentage over or below 50, but he was taking shots down the field. And honestly, they at the end of the game, they really just scored too quickly. Um, it's tough. I Three – Three makes sense. Like, it's, I expect it to be a close game. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if Dan Campbell goes for two at the end of the game and either loses by one or wins by one. Do you know what I mean? And Love so, yep. Love that. Yeah, <laughs> Love I, that I, I bet. I, there's some lawn mowing going, going on behind me. Can you hear that? Uh, a little bit. Not too bad. I think you'll be all right. Um. Oh no! I, I think the Bears' talent level just might be a little too high. Is Allen Robinson going to play? I don't think so. No. No. Okay. Um, I'm I'm going to lay it with the Bears and Pickums, but that's about it. I, I also my this is my final point. I forgot to mention this. We see the Lions like go all out in these close games, and then they just drop. Like they just like will like lay random stinkers after them after having chances to win, and with what happened with the Browns, who are like. I mean, the Browns are in a world of trouble right now just with how they've been playing, but I think that that's like a performance that we might see a letdown spot, especially on a short week. Maybe, maybe, but my pushback to that is like, how all-in can you really go when you have Tim Boyle and a quarterback? Like, this would be the all-in game when you get Goff back. Um, I mean, you could call it all-in because they almost won, but I don't know. I just think this has to be the week. I can't wait to fade them next week. Who are they playing? Vikings? Like, Vikings will murder them next week after they get this win. Um, but, I mean, but like, you have Tim Boyle playing, and you're in that game. Like, that's that's got it. And then, like, you only end up losing by three. And didn't they score? Uh, or didn't they have the ball late in the game to, like, like kind of, like, create a drive, and it just didn't happen? They did I, have a chance. Yeah, they had multiple. I didn't watch a second of that game. Just, I, I didn't did not. <laughs> insult my eyes that in that way but oh no i i don't hate it it's you're getting three and a half of the home dog and like a fun spot on thanksgiving so i you're you're gonna have a hard time trying to find like a whole lot of disagreement with me there but um i bears i guess uh one prop bet i also have um on the other side david montgomery rushing yards detroit's given up the most rushing yards in the league the last four weeks if there's any weapon that scares me on the chicago side it's him 
Um, not to mention he's just getting a lot of touches since he's returned. So I'm expecting a solid day out of him. I bet his number would be around 78 or so. Um, but I, I don't hate that. I, I, I bet he has a really good day. Any thoughts on the total at a 41? Um, I don't know if it's low enough. That's I mean, what I was thinking. I mean, I think you just made a great point. Um, so I think this game either goes soaring over the total, like I'm thinking like 65 points, or we get like a 17 to 10 game where it's just really vanilla offense and David Montgomery's just toting the rock the full game. And um, and either that or Nagy goes, screw it. Like, this is my last game, and he's just going to get as creative as possible just, just to yeah. kind of keep them in the game, I guess. But I don't know. Should be should be an interesting game for sure. Um, moving on, actually, uh, just to recap, best bets. Uh, James loves the Bills minus six. Also bet um, over forty six in that game. And um, for me, it's the Bucks minus three at Indianapolis. And Austin, your best bet is Lions plus three. Oh boy. Um, yeah, took, Tex- took Texans last week. <laughs> that's true. Uh, and the Texans won. Yep. I, I mean, I was going to say dominated, but the box score would not necessarily agree with that. But the Texans won that game by a lot of points. Yep. That was a fun one. That was like no sweat, too. I never really had any like <laughs> no, worry that Tennessee no, was going to get back in that game. Yep. Um, but we do have a sponsor, and their name is Anchor. All right. Thank you to Anchor. We have one Thanksgiving game left, and it is. The Las Vegas Raiders getting what's look. I'm looking at the line right now, and it says plus nine, minus 135. That's just teaser protection, which is not shocking. Um, I'm seeing minus seven, 120, Cowboys. All right, so we'll what we'll, call it seven and a half. Sure. Raiders lanes, or excuse me, Raiders getting seven and a half on the road at uh, Jerry's World. Cowboys um, total is 51 and a half. Um, no, Henry Ruggs has really affected this offense, hasn't it? Yeah. Is 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 that what it is, or is it just like a flat three weeks where so much distracting things has happened all season long that like so many non-football things from? And I, I mean, I'm not going to call this a distraction. I mean, like, good for the guy for coming out, but like, even um, when um, what's his name, Carl Nassib, like, that's just more non-football things people are asking you. And then we've got the John Gruden stuff. And then, you know, there's a couple weeks go by and they look good. And then we got Henry Ruggs stuff. And, like, there's so many things to think about that just aren't football. And I'm sure. Damon Arnett, two two weeks ago. Yeah. And that, goodness gracious, this game. Yeah. Um, No, I I, I totally am with you. I mean, I just think it's so many things just bubbling over and eventually it just has to flow. Um, Just what is, I don't know, is that a phrase? Because, you know, when you're like cooking something, it bubbles over and just goes over the pot. I mean, there's just too many problems in that pot. I mean, it sounded pretty good. Uh, I think uh, think I'd be honest on this. (laughs) But I think think the real takeaway, I mean, their offense has really struggled, and I still struggle to pronounce his name. Siciano, I don't don't know who their coach's name is. But it's like he – how – eligible is he for this position like how like, effectively like can he really turn around this offense and like could Gruden probably um but he's not there and I don't know if this offense can turn it around without a deep ball threat um I, maybe I don't Deshaun did Deshaun Jackson do anything last week probably not um no like right this Raiders offense is a mess and looking at this game 
it's it does feel like a lot of points. Like if we are really getting seven and a half, I, I kind of want to take the Raiders, but I just, it's tough for me to trust them considering how poor this offense has been. Um, and then I look at this Dallas offense and I'm seeing a lot of injuries on their side of the ball. I mean, they still most like they don't have Amari Cooper. He, he has COVID. Um, they don't have most likely don't have CD lamb. It's weird. He practiced, but you're allowed to practice with a concussion, but you still got to get cleared by the neurologist. Um, I've heard that he's not going to play. And then Zeke is also a little banged up. He's most likely to play, but just we we have a game here where two offenses that aren't really impressing me. Um, well, impressing me as of last week because of Dallas, um, which is kind of why I think James, one of his likes was the under in this game. Yes, it is. You want me to hit that right now? Uh, yeah, I, I could read it. Sure, uh, go for it. So he looks at the Raiders last three weeks. How he's been hitting. The Raiders have scored 16, 14, and 13 points just without rugs. And that's against average at best defenses. Um, Cowboys now down the receiver one and two. Um, and then pretty much said everything, uh, everything I said. Um, unless the Raiders cook up a new scheme or way to attack downfield, I just don't think they get to 20. Um, I just, there's many more avenues for Cowboys getting to 30 unless Carr is very loose with the ball against that opportune defense. Um, I think that's his argument for possibly taking the Cowboys spread. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you I, Raiders. Yeah. Yo, oh, okay. Well, I, I, I'm on the underside just because I see these offenses struggling. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't see the, this Raiders offense turning around, uh, flipping the switch, especially on a short week, just can figure it out just all of a sudden. Um, and this Cowboys receiving course is too injured and banged up. Was last week a dream, like kind of like a dream crushing loss for the Raiders? Like, was that the realization that they're just not doing anything this year? Cause that's my worry. I think it would be maybe this week, but at the same time, that AFC pitcher is so tight. But like, they're still technically they're only a game back of the playoffs. That's true. Um, That's so true. So maybe not. Yeah, I but I would argue that it's this week. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've now lost every game since Rugs. Yeah, it's they're in they're in trouble, and so I I lean Cowboys. Um, like I said, I it's looking more and more likely this will be my survivor pick of the week, but um. I also think I lean over. Um, I just think Tyron Smith matters because last week the replacement left tackle just got eaten alive by Chris Jones. And I just, and now that Tyron Smith is back, you, while you do face um, a comparable, honestly, probably a better D line in the Raiders, I think that getting him back is just like a huge trickle down effect that, you know, your offensive lineman moved back to their normal spots and him being, I mean, he's probably one of the best pass protectors ever. Um, I think that's just going to be able to give Dak a little more time. He's going to be able to play in control. And they got Michael Gallup back last weekend. He did play, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, and no CD, no Amari Cooper. That's that's going to be huge. And I'm sure their offense is not going to be as explosive as it looked um, um, two weeks ago. But um, I just watched the Raiders get – they would get a tackle for a loss and then give up like a nine-yard run and where Joe Mixon could have ran for probably 20 more yards and said he would just trip in the turf. And he must have done that like six times. With two running backs as talented as Zeke and Tony Pollard, I think that the Cowboys are just kind of going to be able to move the ball a little bit. I do share your concerns about the Raiders' offense, which is probably why it's just a lean for me. 
Um, I think I'd look at the Cowboys team total over. I just, I'm not sure that the Raiders necessarily, I, they feel like they're in disarray right now. And so I do think that um, if I, ha- if I had to make a bet on any unit in this game, it'd be the Cowboys offense. So. I think it's fair. Um, well, one other Cowboys. bet. I want to add one bet. Uh, Tony Pollard rushing props. As yes. I mentioned, uh, Zeke is banged up. I would assume he most likely plays, but I would assume in a little, little more of a limited role, especially on a short week. And then with the Cowboys having possibly their receiver one and receiver two out, you would expect them to rely on the run game a little bit more, especially against a Raiders uh, rush G that ranks 21st in the NFL. So Pollard props. Uh, Chaz mentioned carries, which I don't hate that play. Um, but I also just going to look at rushing yards because I think we might get a lower total just considering that he splits, uh, splits his carries with Zeke. Uh, I, I think that's a good look. Let's see if I can find like a carries line right now. Um, let's see. It's Dallas, Oakland, bad radio. Um, also, one more thing, just because we were kind of talking props. Um, I think we might see Dalton Schultz get involved a little bit more just because oh, – yeah. um, you know, maybe they are running the ball more. They run a little bit more play action and, um, you know, and, uh, you know, get the tight end open in the flat a little bit. So um, really quick, I'm not seeing anything right now for a Tony Pollard rushing prop. I'm looking at over 45 and a half for Zeke, 62 and a half. I like that. Um, Derek maybe Carr more. over six and a half. How about the under 62 and a half on Zeke? I like that. Yeah, that's not a bad luck. Seems like a big number. Um. Let's see. I had one. I had to look at another player prop for this game. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, Austin, you're going to love to hear this one. Um, I think Darren Waller is going to see an increase um, in targets. So normally, at just as a tight end, he's normally got um, you know either a safety or a linebacker on him because Michael Parsons has been has just been a pass rushing fiend. I mean, he's their best athlete on the field. Also, I think he's been really good coverage too. I just think that we're going to see. Um, Darren Waller on weaker coverage linebackers or safeties. And I think that he might be able to eat and break out a couple of plays. If the Raiders are going to kind of keep it closer in this game, I think that um, Darren Waller is going to have a hell of a game. He's just going to play like Superman. So um, that's kind of not necessarily like a, you should absolutely bet Darren Waller kind of props thing, but um, just something no, I like that. Mind. Yeah. It- Especially since Ruggs has been out, he's had two of his best performances this season, besides week one um, yep. in the last in the last three games. So I, I like that look. All right, Sunday, the Tennessee Titans off a truly embarrassing loss. And who could have called it? Certainly not us. But um, that being said, a quick uh, a quick little funeral procession for our Ryan Tannehill MVP tickets, four interceptions against the titans not exactly mvp material i would agree but, um can i give in new england can i give you one more fact about that Tannehill? he yeah. leads the league in interceptions right now hell yeah hey two second patrick Mahomes. he's in great company <laughs> um tennessee is getting six and a half um james is a like on tennessee i'm pretty impartial here i'll start with james stuff um, he says he bet titans plus six and parentheses he put thumb i'm glad he's finally figuring it out um, he doesn't understand Pat's money. Titans injuries are nothing new. If you ever wanted to back the Titans, it's in this spot as an underdog. Vrabel, 17-9 ATS as a dog. 14-19 ATS as a favorite. As a dog of four or more. Wow. 
Mike Vrabel is 11-1 against the spread, including 4-0 this year on the spread and the money line. Every single one of Tennessee's losses have come as a favorite this season. Vrabel is also 2-0 against his former teacher in Bill Belichick in their two meetings, dogs, in both of those games. The lack of weapons scares me, but I think we can count on the pass rush to disrupt Mac Jones and create some turnovers. The loss to the Texans, while the pass have been world beaters, creates a whole lot of value here. Texans actually outgained, excuse me, the Titans outgained the Texans 420 to 190 last week, but they lost the turnover battle 5-0. And um, just so due for positive regression, sprinkle money line, think this will be a low scoring game. I agree with all those points. I actually, I was kind of leaning Patriots, but that definitely took me on Tennessee. Um, my worry here is that I think that the Patriots secondary just might be able to overwhelm Tennessee, especially if A.J. Brown doesn't play. Um, J.C. Jackson has just been absolutely on a whatever is better than a tear because he's been doing it. Um, I would be surprised if he starts getting defensive player of the year votes. But um, is this just the Dontrell Hilliard game where he runs all over the Patriots? I doubt it. I, <laughs> for me, it's, uh, I mean, it's clearly valuable on this number, but like when I think of Bill, like he's able to take advantage of when he's able to spot in on your, on your weaknesses. And if the Titans have no receivers in this game, like this is a game where Belichick's just going to dominate the Tennessee. Um, I mean, Tannehill is throwing so many interceptions right now and he's forcing the ball. Isn't that kind of exactly the Patriots something they could take advantage of? Um, it's a pass for me. I mean, I certainly like, I, I will, I probably will take Tennessee and pick them leagues just because I think it is too many points. Um, I do love this team in this spot. Um, I love taking them in a big underdog role, but I just like, I have so much to learn still about this Patriots team. I mean, I, I, I will say that they are off a dominating win against the Falcons last week, but I mean, that Falcons team's horrendous, and they did have a pick six to end the game as well to make it look even a little bit bigger. Um, but I think before that, they'd scored like 19 points uh, for the entire game. So it's not like this Patriots offense is still world beaters. Um, which kind of makes me think, what about the under? Um, isn't, isn't this <clears throat> excuse me? Isn't this just the spot we always look for though? For the tight team off embarrassing lot. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> fully with you. <laughs> um, Is my host dying? <laughs> yeah, a couple more funeral processions coming. Holy cow, one sec. All right, I'll take over. I, I'm with you. This is the type of spot. And I like what James said about having Vrabel. I mean, this is this is what Vrabel does. He loves being in this kind of underdog role. Um, and, yeah, he's 2-0 and against him. I remember the playoff game very well. Um and it does feel like too much, especially for a Patriots offense that hasn't quite, I'd say, proven itself. I mean, they've looked very good in the last four weeks. I'm impressed with the way Mac Jones looks, but I don't know if their offense has quite looked good enough that they should be favored by six and a half here against the team that's in first place in the AFC, which is kind of wild. Yeah, that actually is a crazy thing to say. Um, I'm better. I'm alive. I think I think we cover Tennessee. It's If this gets to seven, are you betting Tennessee? Yeah, 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 I think so. Okay. Um, Eagles at the Giants. Uh, Giants you, at skipped, home you skipped one. Jets, Tech, Jets, Texans. I did. All right. 
New York Jets at the Houston Texans. Um, the Jets are getting two and a half on the road. Total is 44 and a half. This might be the ugliest teaser ever. Oh yes. my God, you're going to do it? <laughs> oh no. But I mean, like, it's, it's certainly in the range. No, I, goodness gracious, no. That being said, can the Texans beat a team by nine points? No, God, no. <laughs> can they beat a team by two and a half? Why are they favored in this game? Uh, I mean, my, my handicap is I cannot believe that Houston's favored in this game. Um, we're getting the Jets with Zach Wilson's in. Flacco, Flacco joins the team and he brings COVID into the facility. <laughs> First of all, it's hilarious that the Jets signed a quarterback who's unvaxxed. Um, so Flacco also got Mike White to get COVID. Um, so both of them are out this week. Um, and Zach Wilson has to be a plus over Flacco. Uh, so I'm okay, even though he hasn't, he's missed quite a few weeks. Um, and I look at this Jets defense and they have been getting pretty decimated, but they've faced pretty good offenses. They faced the, uh, Pats, Indy, and Bills in the recent weeks, and they've all put up over 500 yards on them. Um, but now they're going to face a, a Houston offense that ranks 29th per play, uh, 26th per pass. Um, this Houston team is really bad, and they should not be favor- laying three to anyone. And not to mention, this is kind of a total hangover spot for them. I mean, they just got their first win of the year, except for the first week of the season. Um, so, I mean, this is a total letdown game for them after they just had a heroic win against a division rival. I think Jets are definitely the side. Yeah, this isn't for me. Um, the Jets Stevens has been utterly horrendous. Just And, like, that's supposed to be Salah's thing, which is a little worrisome. But now, is, is Zach Wilson going to provide an upgrade versus what the other two have been doing? <laughs> I mean, can he be a downgrade? <laughs> that, that is an excellent question. I don't think so. Um, man, I, I need, what's the total on this? Total is 44 and a half. It feels a touch high, but these defenses are just so bad that I just, I've got no, no real faith there. Um, if the Jets do win this game, I do think we see a bunch of like Zach Wilson bombs, but I mean, maybe the Jets stick to, Kind of the dink and dunk, short passing that that's kind of at least kept them competitive against the Colts a couple weeks ago when Mike White balled, or is that Flacco? I think it was White. Okay. Um, well, Colts. It was uh, I think Tyler Johnson came in. The old UAB quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I don't. They, <laughs> there's been a lot a of rough spot. Oh, not Tyler. Josh Johnson. Josh. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know. I, <laughs> this is a toilet pool. We get like three of these a year. They're normally fun. Um, I feel like there's actually, actually, I feel like there's always a bunch of points in these games just because like the defense is so much worse than like what's being shown. Um, so maybe the over is the look here. I don't know. I kind of, that's a very tech- anecdotal thing where I feel like it's just a bunch of shootouts, but, um, <laughs> I kind of might just take – I'm not going to take anything. But, I mean, the no, Texans haven't – The Texans haven't scored more than 22 points all season. They hit their high last week. Um, so, in a game where they're projected to score 23, um, tough to tough to back them going over when they haven't done it once this season. But I I want no part of it. Uh, real, real quick, I'll give James' notes. Um, he asked a similar question to you. How are the Texans favored over anyone outside of maybe Detroit? Um, the Jets are a better team with a better coach. 
Don't know what what line is going to do with Wilson starting over Flacco. Texans outgained. Yeah, we said that. Scoreboard. Um, Jets should have beaten the Dolphins or at least had a chance to win at the end. Yeah. Um, if three isn't available, don't bother with the spread. Highly volatile, volatile game. Can see the Jets losing by 30 or winning by 30. But he does say they're winning. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, you heard it from James. They're winning. Uh, moving on. Let's talk to a good game. Nope, not getting that either. Uh, the Eagles, lane three at the New York Giants. Total is 46. Austin, I'll kick to you to start. What are your thoughts on this game? It's a pass for me. I mean, I, I watched that Monday night football game, and I immediately wanted to take the Eagles just because I thought that Giants team looked so bad. Uh, that offense looks horrendous. Um, and then they end up fire, firing Jason Garrett, which – Kudos to them. I kind of respect that move. He was not – I mean, when you have a guy like Kenny Galladay who you paid for on your team who still hasn't done anything, you have to be able to figure out how to use these pieces on offense. So I kind of respect the move. Um, probably just starting to build the grade for Judge uh, Joe Judge, who's about to be most likely canned after this year. Um, yeah, my, my spider senses are tingling. Yeah. Um, but does the have a positive effect on this offense, uh, putting in Freddie Kitchens – um, instead of um, Jason Garrett this week, possibly. So I, I, I'm going to pass on the game. Um, I have been super impressed with this Eagles team. Their offense in the last couple of weeks is rolling. And it it's, mainly, it's mainly because their offensive line. They have been giving Hurts time. Uh, they're giving them the ability to scramble. They're, being, they're running the football tremendous. Um, so I, I probably lean the Eagles way. I mean, I might end up, might use them for Survivor. Um, but for the most part, this game's going to be a pass for me. Um, I like the over. I, I'm this, I'm, this is something I'm going to bet. I think over 46 is a good number. Um, the Eagles have been on a tear offensively, as you mentioned. And Hurst has been pretty solid throwing the rock. Um, we just watched the Giants or the Bucks put on a show against the Giants. And I'm granted the Bucks offense is still very far superior, superior to um, – the Eagles offense, but um, I do think that the Eagles are going to be able to move the ball very, very easily. Um, I think we might see like, you know, the fired head coach effect, except with uh, the Giants offense this week. So I think we might get some good offensive output this week. And I mean, I, we didn't mention this a little bit last week, but the Giants are just getting healthier and Saquon did look very, very bad last week, but the O-line's been good. Daniel Jones, the way he plays just kind of like it's plays towards the over where like he throws it downfield. He takes a bunch of sacks and he, or in, in like he fumbles the ball and throws picks. So I don't, I think this, this like, it has the ingredients. Um, I am kind of back into Freddie kitchens, some Freddie kitchens play calling in this game, which isn't necessarily my favorite thing ever, but um, Can it be I do, this is bad for me over 46 and the Eagles and giants. I like that look. James, James says. James says he leans Giants. The market is becoming too high on the Eagles. The Giants suck, but two weeks ago this game is probably closer to a pick. Too much credit given to the Eagles for crapping on depleted Saints and a bad Broncos team. Jason Garrett uh, gone has to be some sort of upgrade. L O L. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's reasonable. Oh no. I think the Giants are just a bad team. I think they're much closer to. Um, the Texans, Jets, Jags group, then say the 
that's like a below average team, like the football team in the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, moving on to already talked to Bucks Colts, go Bucks. Um, the Falcons. Um, Austin. Atlanta Falcons are laying a point and a half on the road at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, totals at 46. And you have the you have a like on the Falcons. Talk to me. Why are the Falcons well, winning this game? It is my fifth like. Um, I'm not what, what, what did you write on the on the, our little Google Doc here? I wrote fuck it Falcons because <laughs> I just it's kind of like a gun to my head play. But at the same time, I, I do like them. I mean, this Falcons team, don't get me wrong, I think they suck, but the Jags are really bad. And the Falcons beat up on bad teams. They've done it all year. They all their only wins are against poor opponents. Um, so this is where a game where I like to back them. And they're getting some help back, which crazy enough, I want to take the Falcons because they're getting Cordell Patterson back, but he does give this offense life, especially when they don't have great. Calvin. They don't have Calvin Ridley. They don't have much other offensive talent. So getting Cordell Patterson back in this game, I think is significant, especially considering the last two weeks he's been out. They played Dallas and they played um, the Pats last week and they put up three points combined in the last two games without Cordell Patterson um, in there. So I, I do think it's significant to get him back in there. And then on the Jack side, I'm just, I'm still not impressed with this team. Uh, their defense, it got rolled on last week by the Niners and their offense doesn't look much better. They really only have one playmaker outside of James Robinson and that would be Jamal Agnew. And he's out for the season now after last week. Um, I just think Falcons are the better team here. They beat up on bad opponents. This is kind of just the games that they win. Um, so it, it's, it's an ugly one, but I, I do think the Falcons are the right side. All right. All right. <clears throat> Um. Yeah, I. Oh no. I mean, I'm not going to bet on the Jags. I don't necessarily want to bet on the Falcons too. Um, James has a bet on the under at 47, which is kind of interesting. Um, that being said, I think we have seen the Falcons put up points on. I mean, even like good defenses like the Saints, although they did just get shut out last week. Um, Cordell Patterson, I agree that he kind of unlocks some like barren playmaking that the Falcons kind of need. Um, and the Jags have just been utterly incompetent on offense. So, um, I yeah, like I, he, I like that he added here that the Falcons have extra four days of prep, which is an, advan- is an advantage in a dog shit game here. Yeah, I'd agree. And uh, what do you think of, our, of Arthur Smith? Uh, not exactly impressed. I was expecting a whole lot more. Um, I was expecting Kyle Pitts to be opened up, but there's only so much you can do when, Chaz calls for your quarterback's death uh, in week two, and you lose your star receiver in the middle of the season. I mean, there's just not a whole lot that offense has, um, especially when he's coming from um, having Derrick Henry as your star running back, and then now you have a receiver kick returner running back uh, as <laughs> as your running back. Hey, dude, yeah, I don't forget about my uh, uh, Mike Davis. I was going to say Mike Smith. Who's Mike also Davis. been awful. Yeah, he has been, been very horrible. bad. I, you know, people tweeted pictures of his, like, incredibly ripped quads way too much for him to be this bad it's stupid um yeah i i know i actually kind of like falcons you're i'm kind of getting talked into it about it a, a little oh, bit Lord. just i God, there's a lot of two point spreads this week we got another one now is, all all of them are like at or around field goal very very tough very tough and we're going to get another one when we go to Miami where the Dolphins are hosting the Panthers. Panthers are two and a half 
point road favorites and the total is at 41 and a half. Is Cam back? I think he's back. Yeah, would have won last week if he was back. That's true. That's true. Had a good fantasy game. A um, couple of rushing touchdowns. But um, I'll start with James. He likes Carolina minus two. He bet yeah. Panthers minus one. Good, good for him. He goes, he is not a Cam supporter by any means. But I did like what I saw first week back with him starting. With another week, I think the offense takes another step forward. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore are finally getting incorporated again. Christian McCaffrey looks great. The Dolphins are riding high after a three-game win streak. Taking a look at those three games, he says. Tough game by the Texans. They forced four turnovers, including one in the red zone. He called it the NFL Cheez-It Bowl. The Ravens, they dominated. So fortunate, though. A fumble six, plus two in turnovers. One turnover forced in the red zone. And Justin Tucker missed a field goal against the Jets. They allowed seven yards per play to Joe Flacco, and, and there was another red zone takeaway with two missed field goals. For that three-game period, that is seven takeaways, three missed field goals, and three takeaways in the red zone. While the D has been playing well, it has been hurt, helped by an incredible amount of turn, turnover luck or just kickers sucking. Finally, the Carolina needs this game with a ridiculous schedule to close if they want any shot of the playoffs. Kill a cam comes to South Beach and kills some dolphins and wears a dolphin skin hat in the presser, uh, post-game presser. I can see it. It might be illegal, but I can see it. Um, <laughs> I can, Actually, I, I like that handicap. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I'll, he needs to take more notes like this. <laughs> goodness gracious. Um, granted, I'm a little underprepared today, so I can't talk. But um, I agree. I think that just as he kind of acclimates a little bit more, um, I think we're just kind of seeing pre-COVID Cam Newton from last year, more so than post-COVID Cam Newton. Um, and I think that just with, if you can get your really good receivers like DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, like ball, the ball in space, which Sam Darnold just had a possible time doing, um, I think your offense is going to score points. And I the D-line is still very good. And I think that the secondary, while it struggled a little bit last week, um, I think that there's just so much talent there that ultimately talent wins out. Um, two is good. I like he's been overall fairly impressive. I also have a like on Panthers minus two and a half. Um, my one worry here is that two just kind of finds a rhythm. And because this this year and for his career just overall, when he does find a rhythm, he normally succeeds. And uh, while that might be like a, yeah, no shit, of course, like, of course, like that's just how it goes. But um, I do, I think that, um, like there's a lot of talent in the receiver for the Dolphins and um, two is rolling. I think the Dolphins score enough points to kind of keep it close. This is an ultimate coin flip game for me. This was my fifth play. So, uh, Austin, what are your thoughts? I really, I, I don't have much to add. I think everything's been said. Um, I just kind of like, I kind of like fading Miami after that three game stretch there. That's just not that impressive. Um, although we will say they are somehow back in the playoff picture especially because they have some very winnable games ahead with Giants and Jets on deck. Um, so if they somehow win this, they have seven and seven looking at them uh, in a couple weeks. Wow. That's actually weird. Bears and acting in the schedule super easy. Because yeah. they already played the Bills twice too, right? Yeah, well, they play Saints, Titans, uh, Pat, Pats to end the year. At but, Pats? Yeah. Oh, uh, no, at okay. home. At home, it's Pats. Ooh, they – Bill Belichick does struggle in that game. Mm-hmm. Um. 
All right, moving on to Cincinnati. We are on to Cincinnati, Austin, where the Bengals are laying four and a half. Total is at 45. And the Steelers are plus 175 on the money line. Um, I, I like the Steelers here, so I'll start. Um, things also leans pit. But um, they get TJ Watt back. Um, Mika Fitzpatrick will be back from COVID. And um, I think the offense is a good performance in moving the ball last week, but I, I'm going to put it this way. I, I trust the, the Pittsburgh offense in between the five yard lines. Cause once they got it down to the goal line, they were, that was just horrendous football, but every, everything else, they're able, able to move the ball really well. Ben was able to get his talented guys. So they were able to make plays with their legs. Um, and I mean, it's Mike Tomlin as a dog. And um, I think that this Cincinnati Bengals team is still very overvalued. Just Zach Taylor is not a good play caller. I don't think he's a great coach. Um, and it's it's just so uncreative play calling. Every single, like, first down, it was a run, followed by another run, and then it's third and seven, and or, like, third and five, and then you need Joe Burrow to, you know, make a play. They had so many penalties given, or, excuse me, so many first downs given by penalties, penalties too, last week. Um, and that was against a really Oakland Raiders team that I also, they also had a pick six at the end that made that game look a little bit uglier than, um, than it actually was. Granted, they put together a lot of very long um, drives that where they were able to move the ball pretty easily, but I'm more so attributing that to a, a poor defensive effort more so than, um, than like good offensive scheming. So I think picking a four and a half is way too much. And so give me, I do think the Steelers win this game too. Steelers are not a bad, as bad as I thought they'd be. I think we're getting the undervalued Steelers and an overvalued Bengals. Awesome. Curious what your thoughts are. I'm pretty mixed on this game. My pushback to your points are, I, I mean, could you attribute the Steelers, um, they, they played really bad last week defensively. Uh, Herbert and that Chargers offense just picked them apart. And I think the Bengals, I, I, I hear you on Zach Taylor's points. I think the Bengals have a similar offensive setup, just being that they have multiple receivers. They got a, a strong quarterback. I think the Bengals can move the ball on them. Now, I do think it, it, it is big that Fitzpatrick's back, Watts back, and you didn't mention Joe Hayden will also be back. Um, so this oh, is, yeah, three significant defensive pieces to add back to the Steelers defense. Um this game's going to be a pass for me. Um, I will say I looked at the box score of the first matchup they played, and the Bengals won this game 24 to 10. And it was actually a much closer – it should have been a much closer game than that. The Steelers uh, won the total total yards per play and total yards – actually not yards per play, but they won the total yards battle. Um, Bengals just had a couple big plays, um, and just Steelers were just couldn't keep up. But I, I, I think this game will be closer, and I, I do think that there's value at four and a half. Um, I will say, have you seen this schedule in front of the Steelers after this game? Um, I would be shocked if they made the playoffs. Um, they follow this game with Ravens, Vikings, Titans, Chiefs, Browns, Ravens. I mean, we're looking at a Steelers team here that they could have five wins. They might not be a favorite to, for the rest of this season, which is just kind of mind-boggling. Um, so I don't know what, what to tell you for that, but um, – this game is they're good. only a game and a half back of first. I mean, like the eight, 
I feel like we kind of like we harp on the Ravens for not being as good as their record would indicate. And I'm, I mean, I'd be willing to hear arguments that the Bengals are good because I do think there's a lot of talent on that team. Um, and then, I mean, the Browns are browning right now where it's just there. It's just it just look, kind of looks like a mess on offense with all this Baker stuff. You just have but I mean, the Steelers team, it is, but it's like this Steelers team, it's just, I can't quite buy into them. Just the fact that like, they barely beat the Bears just a couple weeks ago, then they tied to the Lions. And then last game, like, yeah, it was an impressive four point loss. They should have gotten killed in that game. I mean, I, I am a thankful Steelers, uh, Steelers six and a half ticket because um, they were down 27, 10. And I thought the game was over. Um, they had a very fortunate block punt to get them back in that game. Um I just I, I I can't get get on the Steelers side yet. That's fair. I I think ultimately the argument for me comes down to. I mean, I think the biggest takeaway from last week was how poorly the defense played. When, I mean, three of probably their five best defensive players all didn't play, and now they're all playing this week. True. Um, and I like Cam Hayward's there, and you know, and like you. Which that what a game from him. He was a monster in the fourth quarter. But um I don't know. I think four and a half is just too much. It's in like a divisional game and it's Tomlin too. So you know it's they're gonna be up for this. I I really have no worries thinking they keep it close. It's I I have more worries that the Bengals are closer to a blowout team than what I think right now. So that's really where that's like my love, my lone lone worry is that Burrow just hits Jamar Chase for like three sixty yard bombs, which I would like like to bring up. Earlier in the season when they did seem like an absolute freight train, that's how they were scoring all those points. It was just like, I mean, I'm, it's not necessarily fluky, but you know, plays that you can't necessarily depend on against good defenses to kind of create most of your offense. You know, like the 50-yard touchdowns. So I think they just might have a harder time stringing together the drives they put together last week um, in this week. So he pit was four and a half. James said much of the same stuff. It was one of his main points was that he didn't doesn't think that a seven-point swing from pit lane three at home to now getting four points on the road is very warranted in the market, which that's a fair point. I think the Bengals uh, deserve a huge, huge upgrade, especially from what we all thought of them week one or before the season. But um, moving on to the Los Angeles Chargers at Denver Broncos. Broncos getting three at home. Wow. I don't know that. Um, the total is 47 and a half. Are you buying into the Chargers after Sunday night? Or, or, are, you, are you someone who thinks you've already bought in? No, no, I can't possibly buy into this Chargers team. I just... I mean, it was so Chargers, their performance last week, just as they let the Steelers back into that game. I mean, I, I couldn't believe that game was over and it was like, oh, my God, this is typical Chargers. They're going to lose this game. Um, I will say that offense was outstanding. And they Very really good. they played really good last week. Um, and they might have only won by four. But as I said in the last game, they, they dominated that game. Um, and. Which leaves me to say, like, I don't I don't have a, an opinion on this game, but why do the Chargers not just roll here? I mean, their offense looks very good. Uh, this Denver team still doesn't impress me. Um, are they have a bye, Denver? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I guess that's impress that's important. And the fact that Denver does 
play them pretty tough, um, especially in mile high. Um, getting three is also. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at two and a half here, but if it's three, two, that starts getting the Denver range. Um, I, it's a pass for me. I, I don't, I don't, I just, I, as we, we mentioned this at the beginning of the show, we both feel like we always get charger games wrong. Um, and I just, the Broncos I, are also in that. Category yes. For me too. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to pass. Yeah, I agree. I, if I, like the Broncos are going to be able to run the ball here and like that's the Melvin Gordon revenge game. Come on. Whoa, what do you think about that? <laughs> okay. But is he still – I have no idea if he's even on the team. Yeah, he is. He is. He's he been is. playing pretty well, actually. Um, actually, yeah. Javante Williams is also playing a lot, but I, I forgot about that. But the, he played him last year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of true. Okay. Um, James bet the Chargers minus two and a half. He says he just leans Chargers. Um, he says Denver blows. They still have cluster injuries at linebacker. The Chargers have punted like twice in three games. The Chargers D worries me, especially in run D. But I don't know how the Denver how Denver gets stops. He leans to the over because Denver might be able to get theirs too. Um, I think that Denver kind of has the like the ingredients to stop the Chargers. I mean, they have a great stable of corners who are great in man coverage. Uh, I mean, Patrick Sertain has been incredible this year. It's just kind of unfortunate that he's overshadowed by Parsons, um, but. Herbert just might be too good. So, oh yeah, nothing for me here. I, I lean Broncos, but what do I know about the Denver Broncos? The Minnesota Vikings traveling to San Francisco where the Niners are a juice three, looking like minus 125. Uh, just teaser protection. And the total's at 48 and a half. Austin. I got a bet here. You do have a bet here. I got the over. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, this number's been, this number's been hanging around three all week. Um, I probably lean the Vikings way, just considering they're getting a field goal. Um, but I like the over mainly because, well, one, I look at this Niners team and they're having very impressive, just dominating drives to play, keep away with their ground game. And they did against the Jags. They did against the Rams. And at a certain point I'm thinking like, well, this can't, they can't like do this forever. But then I look at this spot here and it's, I don't see why they can't run all over Minnesota as well. Vikings rank 26 in the league in rush defense. Um, so I think San Francisco is going to have success on the ground, which is going to open up their pass game, which is going to have their offense scoring. And then at the same time, um, I look at this Minnesota team, and this offense is clicking. Um, they play against the 49ers secondary. They can absolutely be beaten. Um, this the, a secondary that also hasn't really been tested in many weeks. Um, if you ignore that performance from Stafford, that really bad performance that he played two weeks ago, um, they really haven't been tested in quite a bit. Um, this Vikings team, they're just Kirk's playing like an MVP right now. Uh, Thielen and Jefferson look stellar. Um, I'm, I'm just, I, I think they're going to be able to get whatever they want. Um, and the same side, I think San Francisco is going to be able to get theirs. I mean, I looked at the Packers last week and although they lost, they did anything they want against that Vikings defense. Um, not to mention they don't think they're going to have Everson Griffin this week. I uh, hope he's, I hope he's safe and okay, but that's another significant loss to that defense. Um, I, I think we're, this totals a little bit too low for a Vikings offense that's stellar and for a Niners offense that I don't see why they can't do everything that they want to do. Yeah, I think that's really excellent points there. Um, it's also under, or it's under the key, the key total number 48, which is important. Um, 
I agree. I think I'd agree with the lean the Vikings. Um, just to kind of present the other side, James leans the Niners. He goes tough game. Both teams playing very well right now. He trusts the Niners a little more. Shanahan has done well against the Vikings in his career. Elijah Mitchell is questionable to play. If he does play, it's a huge boost for the 49ers. And he says that Brandon Ayuk resurgence has been nice and is crediting an uptick in Niners offensive output to that. Um, I don't think the Niners have gotten that much better since the start of the year. And I, I love, 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 love your point about the Vikings passing tag versus 49ers secondary. Excuse me, it's 48 and a half. I misspoke. Um, yeah, I'm saying 49. I still like it. If it's under 50, okay. I think it's Yeah, yeah. It's, um, my one worry here is it's just the clock's going to be running the whole time. And when sure. that happens, especially late in the game, you don't necessarily get as many, um, as many uh, you know, like fourth quarter points that you might need to push a game over the total. Um, yep. so that, that does worry me a little bit here. I think plus three, plus 105 is what I'm looking at here. That, that feels pretty good. Bet. I don't necessarily see the Niners blowing out the Vikings. Um, I don't know. Don't have much here, but I, I do lean Vikings plus three. And I, 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 I'm going to bet that over too. That's, that's good luck. Uh, moving on to Rams at the Packers where the game is a pick and the total is 48. Um, I I have a like on the Rams here. Let me give you a weather report. Give me 30, 37 degrees, 16 mile per hour winds. Oof. That's a little chilly. It is a little chilly. Um, might, might affect someone, someone dealing with some uh, injuries, you know, maybe cold feet, might have to chop a toe off. But um, COVID toe. That's that that dude. He is something. Um, I really like the Rams here. I think this is a terrible spot for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers continues to be a distraction off the field, and I do think that at some point, um, I'm I'm interested if he's just playing like a long con just to make sure that he is out of Green Bay as soon as he can get. <laughs> I, I haven't really heard anyone say that, but That's, it does seem like he's like, doing that. I I think he just might be a weirdo, but. And just if he goes to Denver, and it, actually Denver would be the perfect spot for him. But when it, or whatever team he goes to, and he's just like the most normal person of all time, then I, that will be very, very funny. But um, I really like the Rams here. I think this is an awful, awful spot for the Packers. Elton Jenkins, their best active alignment is out for the year. They're going to be down two other starting alignment. Um, after last week's, like, I think that was a little bit of like a depressing loss that could carry over onto this week. Um, and last week showed just how, how, how bad their um, defense really is, especially without Sedarius Smith, without Jair Alexander and everything. And I think Rashawn Gary might not also play who his loss was felt very, very much last week. Um, and this is just a great by low spot on the Rams. I think um, while I don't necessarily think we see the same, um, sort of, you know, offensive output that we saw at the beginning of the year, just due to weather and just, you know, no Robert Woods, things of that nature. I think a week to get Odell Beckham um, incorporated uh, off the bye and just to kind of, you know, I think having a late bye coming off that bye is like a huge boost just because, you know, you start to get a little fatigued just from the wear and tear of the season and having it, I think we might see a slam dunk effort from the Rams. Um, 
I mean, James makes a good point here. Um, Stafford familiarity in Green Bay. Um, I think that I actually think that does um, mean something. And uh, so I, I'm not super worried there. And I don't know who's going to guard Cooper Cup. I mean, let alone Odell, or let alone stop the run. I think that the Rams are going to have an offensive explosion here. And I'm not sure that Aaron Rodgers is um, going to be able to do enough to kind of um, to like score with the Rams. And, you know, you're going to be sick and chill Ramsey on Devontae Adams. And I don't think there's a man on this, on this earth who can shut down Devontae Adams, but I certainly think Ramsey can slow him down. So that will be something to, um, to watch for. Any thoughts? Jerry Alexander still hurt? Yeah, yeah, he's not. If he comes back, it's not going to be back for a while. Okay. Yeah, because you're right. I mean, I, I don't know who stops Cup. I was trying to look up Stafford at Lambeau Field success because, I mean, has he really had success at Lambeau I mean, Field? He was on the Lions. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, Mike, look, I hear that point, but the only th- like, it's still a so- Southern California team traveling in 37 degree weather and 17 mile per hour winds. Like, I, it's still definitely an advantage for Green Bay here. Um, I think this is just an interesting handicap. I mean, I think this is going to be an awesome game. Um, I, I do think Rams are the side. I, I want to take it, but um, it's just, it's tough for me to back Stafford right now. I'm, I'm glad they're coming off a bye. Um, I think that's tremendous for Odell, as you said, but also for Von Miller. Um, just another week for getting that, getting that offense, but it's another week for Stafford because I feel like Stafford must be hurt or something because the last two weeks they have played, he has played so poorly. Um and if he is hurt, it'll give him an extra week. Um, but and if and if he's fully healthy, this number just feels short. I don't understand how it can be a pick here, um, especially when you have a Packers team that is very injured, as Jazz has demonstrated how many guys are hurt, um, and then including Aaron Rodgers, who won't stop talking about his toe injury. Um, I, I I'm I. I'm on the Rams side, but I, I can't I can't really bet it because like I I, I look at I mean, the Vikings receivers were able to take advantage of this Packers team, um, but that's because they have multiple receiver looks. So it's really going to be a matter of will Odell is, is a second receiver and a second option going to step up in this Rams offense? Because um, if Odell is able to take up that Robert Woods role, then yeah, probably. Um, but if they had Robert Woods in this spot instead, I'd feel a lot more confident back in the Rams. Um, it's going to be a pass for me. Um, I think it'll be a really good game, though. I think even going down to the third receiver, though, like Van Jefferson's pretty solid. Like I, I, he's don't he's not some game breaking player like Odell can be or that Robert Woods is. But I do think that like, you know, he's not necessarily chopped liver, and I do think that they're like a fairly deep there. Um, I, my, I, and this really just comes down to Packers are going to be down three of five starting offensive linemen, and like I. Are we just assuming that Bakhtiari isn't going to come back at this point? I know he's been like slowly building up to game speed, but there's still talk that he might miss like the full season. So I don't know how, like if we are going to get him. So it doesn't really feel like reinforcements are coming. And you got Aaron Donald and you got Von Miller and Leonard Floyd, and it's just a talented Rams. And they're all um, well-rested. And they're all – all yes, us all coming in off a two-game losing streak. So I mean, there. This is a going to be a focused week for them. I mean, I, I'm with you. The Ram, Rams are on the side. Um, really quick, James says Rogers dealing with some toe injury. Buying very he leans Rams buying very low on Rams back-to-back primetime losses in dominating fashion. 
extra week, Sean McVay has an extra week prep for Green Bay. McVay is very good off buys. And he says Stafford familiarity in Green Bay should help in a cold weather game. Yeah, pretty much covered that. Um, the Browns at the Ravens. The Ravens are lane three and a half. This is Monday night. Total is 45 and a half. I have no idea what to think of this game. I got to play, I think. Oh, interesting. Oh, wait, did I, I skipped one. I don't think so. Did we talk Seattle, Washington? That's Monday night. Oh, is this Sunday night? Yep. Oh, oh nice, 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 nice. Okay. Um, yeah, let's hear it. What do you got? Um, I'm going to take the Browns. I'm going to take the Browns three and a half. You know, I, it's tough. I really don't know what to make of this Browns team, especially with Baker. He's clearly hurt. Uh, he also appears to be losing some support from looks like teammates. Uh, there's question marks regarding his contract issues, um, but they're still fighting for a playoff spot and they're still, they're still a, a solid team. And, and I look at this Ravens team and I, I just think their defense is really bad. Um, the Browns should be able to beat them on the run and in the pass. Um, and also this Ravens offensive line is really struggling. Last week, an injured Bears team. I mean, we talked about the, how many injured the injuries the Bears have. They sacked Tyler Huntley six times in that game. So I, I think the Browns defensive line is going to have a real advantage in this game. Uh, not to mention their offense is getting some support. Kareem Hunt should be back. Jack Conklin should be back. Um, I, I, think think, really- I don't think Kareem Hunt's playing. Ah, oh, shit. I mean, that is significant. Keep um, talking. I'll check to make sure, but I think okay. he's going to remain on my bench for fantasy oh, this week. Man. Well, either way, like, we saw what these two teams did last year where Lamar had the shits mid game and the game was absolutely wild and went down to the very end. And I just think that this is a field goal game. Um, I, I, I think this is a division game where these two teams are going to play each other very tight. Um, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not really impressed with this Ravens team and this Ravens offense. Um, I don't know what's, what's wrong with Lamar. I assume he'll be back hundred percent, but if he is or he isn't um, I'm not expecting him to just blow out the Browns here. Um, I think getting over a field goal is pretty valuable. Um, I have an amendment to make. So it's looking like the Browns are going to activate Kareem Hunt this week with Kevin yep. Stefanski saying he hopes Hunt will be good to go for Sunday. Um, yeah, so there you go. I got a quote here. It says, yeah, I'll see how I feel during the week, but I'm definitely going to play. So there we Hell go. Hell yeah. Kareem Hunt's in. Evan, you are going down, my friend. I like that. Um, Kidding. He ain't he ain't starting on my on my roster. Um, yeah, I the rate it's it's really just I don't think that the Browns are necessarily as bad as they looked last week. And I do I do lean Browns here. Three and a half is too much. It give me the hook all day there. And um, I think the Ravens defense, like you said, is just not good and not Ravens like. So um, is are we sure Lamar's gonna play? I, I mean, what the report I heard was they'd be shocked um, if he didn't okay. play. Um, so, and I don't even see him on the injury report. Wait. Um, I don't know. Bad radio. Did they ever say what he had? I'm very curious. Because it's illness. Not COVID. All no, I saw I was illness. He's not even on the injury report, so he's got to okay. be in. He's fine. I don't he's know. Fine. Um, should be interesting. And, I mean, the Browns' defense has slowly been getting healthier, too, so – True. Maybe they are able to kind of dominate up front and it trickles down to, um, you know, pressured Lamar where he has to do superhero things to keep them in the game. I mean, we already saw Miami win just by dominating up front and their defensive line is nothing to write home about. So 
That's uh, Sunday Night Football. James says the Browns are in disarray. Baker looks like shit, and don't trust. He doesn't trust the Ravens right now either. He leans does lean Ravens, but ultimately it is a pass for him. Monday night we go Seattle at Washington, where the football team is lane one of uh, the total. I can pull it up. Forty-six and a half. Forty-six and a half. Um, I have a like on this game. I like the over here. Um, I think the Washington football team defense is has kind of been playing up a little bit, and I think that this is just where they come down to earth. No Chase Young. The defensive uh, front is still severely, severely banged up, and I think we just see. Um, Russell Wilson starts to, to settle in last week. I do, I do think he looked a little bit better last week, despite the final score. But that was oh boy, losing to Colt McCoy as is not a uh, as is not what what you want to do in your second week back. Um, <sighs> Seattle. I mean, we bet them what to win the NFC a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, I think it's dead. Probably. Um, they're just going to need to try and sneak in as best they can. How's that? NFC 70 is certainly interesting, but they got to win out. Um, I just don't think that Washington is going to be able to hang with the Seattle receivers, especially when Russell kind of finds his rhythm again. And then I think the Washington offense overall is a, a pretty solid. And then the Seattle defenses, once again, they let Colt McCoy move the ball all over them yesterday. So I think 46 and a half is way too low. I think they should be at 48 and a half, just over 48. Uh, what do you think? You know, I don't hate that play. Um, I just can't get behind Seattle at all. I mean, we if if you just take our, our, what we originally think of Seattle coming into the year, just if you take that away, um, like this Seattle team right now is the they're in line for the fifth uh, fifth pick in the draft. Um, they're the second worst team in they the NFC. Huh? Um, this offense looks awful. Uh, I mean, look, Russ maybe looked better last week, but I mean, they only put up 260 yards of offense. They lost the time of possession battle 40 to 20. I just can't get in front of the Seattle team at all. Um, I made the proclamation last week that Washington was going to make the playoffs. Um, so Washington's got to win this game for that to happen. Um, I just, I can't, I can't back Seattle. Uh, I'll, I'm going to lean Washington's way. Yeah. Um, James says, I was thinking we in Seattle. I just think we're going to get a good performance soon. Um, James says people throwing Seattle out too soon. Remaining schedule is easy and still a chance they can sneak in. Um, Russell looks slightly better last week, question mark. An embarrassing loss for Seattle. Um, football team or maybe just Ron are going to be hung over after his revenge game. He leans over too. And then he does have a, uh, a little turkey parlay. Um, he likes Jets money line, Titans money line, and Rams money line. Okay, so that's just three games that aren't on Thanksgiving. But um, yeah, uh, uh, why don't we go over um, all of our likes? Yes, good call. So for me, I've got um, my best bet is Bucks minus three. I love the Steelers getting four and a half. I'm going to be betting them on the money line too. The Rams had a pick. Seattle, Washington over forty six and a half. And Panthers minus two and a half. Austin, what are your likes for this? My best bet, the sexy little Lions pick. I got the Vikings 49ers over. I bet the team total Saints, uh, Saints team total under, took the Bucks. And again, I said, fuck it, Falcons as my fifth <laughs> like. Uh, James has Bills minus six, Raiders, Cowboys under 50 and a half, the Titans. 
plus six and a half. I do believe he left some money line there too. And then Bucks minus three, Panthers minus two. And he also says that he bet Falcons, Jags under 47, Chargers minus two and a half, Jets plus three, and Lions plus three and a half. That man's going to have some action this week. Yeah, busy you week. You know he's been call- volume shooting college basketball and college <laughs> football too. I love any, it. Any other bets from us? I had Tony Pollard rushing props, uh, David Montgomery rushing yards. Um, I think that's it for me. Yeah, um, I didn't really talk myself into too much. Um, ooh, you had a total. Uh, the Vikings Niners over, I do like. Uh, yeah. That one you definitely talked me into. Um, the Egg Bowl will be playing on Thanksgiving. It's a college football game. I don't know, just because James is traveling right now. I don't know if we're going to be able to get to a college football pod. If we do, um, I'll be sure to hit on. So this is its best. I mean, last week was actually incredible, but actually last week was very disappointing. I mean, you don't really follow the culture balls, nor I don't, I don't really know if you watch it too closely, but there's like a bunch of top 10, top 25 games. And there's only like two, like there was like two close games. There's just blowouts. Um, I did. I did see that Ohio state game. That was uh, something else. Well, you, you picked the best one to watch, um, <laughs> but um, Mississippi state, I think is just going to be a, a little undervalued. I think they're, they're a good side to look at um, Thanksgiving night. And that game is you, you, something absolutely stupid is going to happen. Like a couple of years ago, we had a player celebrated. First of all, first of all, he celebrated a touchdown. It was the game-winning touchdown. Sorry, like the it, game. It should have been the game-tying touchdown. Uh-huh. I remember he celebrates. This. <laughs> he's like a dog. And then they get a, a 15-yard on Sportsman like on the extra point, and I think it went off the crossbar. Oh, I remember that. The post. That's hilarious. Yeah, a bunch of weird stuff. It's always a fun game. Expect some points too. If you need something to sweat, well, the uh, before the San Diego State basketball game starts, <laughs> I, I would go just Mississippi State in the over. It could be a little fun one. Um, that's it. You got anything else? Hey, you you love college basketball. You got any early college basketball takes? Uh, besides San Diego State being the best team in the country, uh, let's slow down a little bit. No, um, I will say that that Gonzaga team is very, very impressive. And I sure hope that someone takes them down because it looks like they're going to rain over college basketball again. I sure hope so. Um, for the Sharp Side Podcast, don't forget, follow us on Twitter at the Sharp Side Pod. Download Bestfits if you haven't already. Um, follow our page on there. And shout out, Greg. Shout out, Greg, of course. Um, Micah, my boy Micah, he's in, he's in the DMs often. Um, hope you enjoyed, Micah. Hope you're winning a couple bets this weekend as well. Um, and um, oh, Apple Podcast, review and subscribe. Uh, please, 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 please send us up the charts. And then uh, finally, um, we're gonna try to get into the what's the app called again, Austin? Color Cast. Yeah, we should have said it at the beginning. Um, yeah, app called Color Cast where you can live commentate games and i don't know if we'll necessarily be doing that but there is going to be a betting show that they're going to have on there and then we think they're going to give us an opportunity to be a part of it and then we'll just give out all of our best picks best bets on that might even have some college football college basketball plays in there um it should just be a weekly show once a week um that could be pretty good yeah um yeah and i think that it'll, it'll i don't expect it to be too long either maybe just a couple things we missed um, like Saturday morning or, um, or excuse me, Sunday morning. I guess they do Saturday morning too. 
um, and you know, just a couple bets that we might be looking at, or just um, you know, any big takeaways. And if you guys have questions, you guys can hop on the line too and fire some at us if you'd like. They got this thing was it's the hot seat, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Um, anyways, so be on the lookout there. Follow our Twitter to get further notifications for that. Um, but for the Sharp Side Podcast, thank you guys for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Um, it's a great week. Enjoy it. And I hope you win all of your bets. But Austin, this weekend, what are we going to do? Let's go win some money. Let's do it. Happy See you guys. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.